John Piper's interpretation of Colossians 3.12, 19 offers a profound theological perspective on marriage, emphasizing its symbolic representation of the relationship between Christ and the Church. This analogy, as Piper explains, elevates the institution of marriage from a mundane social construct to a divine manifestation of God's plan. Piper begins by referencing his wife Noel's assertion that the comparison of marriage to Christ and the Church can never be overstated. This viewpoint resonates throughout his sermon, accentuating two main reasons why this analogy is crucial. Firstly, it lifts marriage from the sitcom sewer, a reference to how modern society often trivializes marriage, placing it in the bright, clear sky of God's glory. This shift in perspective redefines marriage as a sacred, God-ordained union rather than a mere social or legal arrangement. Secondly, Piper stresses that considering marriage as a model of Christ and the Church anchors it in grace. Just as Christ's relationship with the Church is founded on grace, so should marriages be. This viewpoint removes the transactional or conditional elements often associated with marriage, replacing them with the divine grace that mirrors the unconditional love of Christ. Also, Piper elaborates on these ideas, affirming that marriage is both a creation and a representation of God. He suggests that while the earthly institution of marriage is temporary, it points towards something eternal, the union of Christ and the Church. Piper uses the words of Jesus from Matthew 22.30 to illustrate this temporality. In the resurrection, earthly marriages will dissolve, as they are mere shadows of the perfect union between Christ and the Church. Piper personalizes this theological concept by referring to his father, Bill Piper, whose remarriage after the death of his first wife is seen not as bigamy in the eternal perspective, but as a part of the temporary nature of earthly marriage. Overall, Piper's interpretation presents marriage as a transient yet significant symbol of divine love and grace, destined to fulfill its symbolic purpose in the eternal union of Christ and the Church. Moreover, Piper focuses on the profound role of grace in Christian marriages. He argues that the foundation of a successful Christian marriage is deeply rooted in the experience of divine grace, which is initially received from Christ and then shared between spouses. Piper draws upon Colossians 2, 13, 14 and 3, 13 to elaborate on this concept. In Colossians 2, 13b, 14, the Apostle Paul speaks of God's act of forgiving our sins by erasing the record of debt that stood against us, a debt symbolically nailed to the cross. This passage, Piper contends, isn't about the physical nails or wood of the cross, but the profound sacrifice of Jesus Christ, as echoed in Isaiah 53, 5, 6, where the suffering and wounds of Christ are described as being for our transgressions and healing. For Piper, this act of divine forgiveness is not just a theological concept, but a practical model for marriage. In a Christian marriage, this grace received from Christ is meant to be reflected in the interactions between husband and wife. It calls for a relationship where forgiveness is freely given, where faults are overlooked, not because they are insignificant, but because they have been overshadowed by the grace received from Christ. This understanding of marriage, according to Piper, holds true even in marriages where only one partner is a Christian. The Christian partner is expected to extend the same grace they have received to their non-Christian spouse. This approach asserts the transformative power of grace, suggesting that a marriage rooted in such grace can withstand the challenges and conflicts that inevitably arise.
In summary, Piper's interpretation of Colossians 3.12, 19 frames marriage as an institution deeply interwoven with Christian grace. He views the experience of grace in marriage as an extension of the grace received from Christ's sacrifice, urging couples to base their relationship on forgiveness, understanding, and selfless love. Furthermore, Piper explores the foundation of God's forgiveness as presented in the Bible, highlighting that this divine forgiveness received through Christ's sacrifice should not remain a vertical, personal experience, but must be extended horizontally to others, especially between spouses. Piper presents three key reasons for indicating forgiveness and forbearance in marital relationships over more romantic aspects. 1. Inevitability of conflict. Recognizing the inherent sinful nature of humans, Piper suggests that conflict in marriage is inevitable. These conflicts arise from both actual sins and personality differences or strangeness that can be misconstrued as sin. He maintains the need for spouses to practice both forgiveness for sins and forbearance for personality differences, acknowledging that distinguishing between the two can be challenging. This approach encourages couples to navigate conflicts with grace and understanding. 2. Role of forgiveness in fostering affection. Piper posits that the hard work of forgiving and tolerating each other is crucial for the growth and flourishing of affection in a marriage. He suggests that enduring and overcoming the challenges of forgiveness can actually strengthen the bond between spouses, reviving and sustaining affection even when it seems to have diminished. This perspective views the trials of a relationship not as deterrents but as catalysts for deeper emotional connection. 3. Glorifying God through faithfulness. Piper points out how a successful, faithful marriage, especially one that endures through difficulties, brings glory to God. He views the perseverance of two imperfect individuals in a committed marital relationship as a testament to their faith in Christ. This endurance, especially in the face of life's afflictions, is seen as a reliance on Christ's strength and grace further exemplifying the importance of divine grace in human relationships. In sum, Piper's interpretation of Colossians 3.12.19 reiterates the importance of extending Christ's grace into our closest human relationships. He portrays marriage as a platform where divine forgiveness is not only received, but also actively practiced, transforming conflicts into opportunities for growth and glorification of God. In addition, Piper tackles the challenging themes of forbearance and forgiveness within marriage, recognizing the delicate balance between enduring wrongs and enabling harmful behavior. He introduces the concept of redemptive separation, a term he chooses with precision. This idea refers to a separation aimed at healing and potential reconciliation, distinct from immediate recourse to divorce. Piper is acutely aware of the painful realities that constrain the bounds of forgiveness in a marriage, such as assault, adultery, child abuse, drunken outbursts, addictive behaviours like gambling, and lies that lead to familial ruin. However, Piper's primary focus isn't on these extreme cases, which he plans to address in future discussions about separation, divorce and remarriage. His current objective is to present a biblical pattern for practicing forbearance and forgiveness rooted in grace. He advocates for this approach as a means to prevent marital conflicts from escalating to the point of separation. By embracing forgiveness and patience, Piper suggests that couples can avoid reaching a breaking point in their relationship. 
Further, Piper's sermon is not just for married couples, but is also a preemptive guidance for those yet to enter into matrimony. He aims to sow seeds of understanding and grace in the hearts of children and single individuals, with the hope that they will carry these values into their future marriages. By establishing a foundation based on biblical principles of grace and forgiveness, Piper believes that future marriages can be more resilient and equipped to handle conflicts without resorting to separation. His vision is for these principles to cultivate relationships that can endure challenges, foster reconciliation, and ultimately reflect the grace found in the teachings of the Bible. Besides, Piper delves into the profound implications of Christ's work and personhood as the bedrock of both individual lives and marital relationships. He posits that the core struggles in life, particularly in marriage, revolve around genuinely believing in and living by the truth of Christ's work and persona. This belief goes beyond mere acknowledgement. It entails a deep trust, an embracing of the principles, and a commitment to shape one's life in accordance with these truths. Central to Piper's analysis is the notion of believers being chosen by God. He repeats the concept of predestination, stressing the unassailable love and security inherent in being chosen. This idea is reinforced through a reference to Romans 8.33, illustrating the invincible nature of divine love and the assurance it provides. Piper debates that recognizing oneself as chosen by God is essential to understanding his unconditional love. Additionally, Piper explores the concept of holiness, defining it as being set apart for God. He underlines that this holiness is firstly a position and destiny before it becomes a behavioral pattern. This perspective shifts the focus from merely acting holy to understanding one's inherent holiness in Christ. It's a clarion call to live in a manner befitting one's holy status bestowed by Christ. Also, the theme of being loved by God is examined. Piper underscores the enormity of God's love as demonstrated through Christ's sacrifice. This profound understanding of divine love is pivotal for relationships, especially within the context of marriage. It serves as a foundation for mutual understanding, forbearance, and forgiveness between spouses. In essence, Piper's exposition emphasizes the transformative power of internalizing the truths of being chosen, holy, and loved by God through Christ. This deep understanding is presented not just as a theological stance, but as a practical guide for life, particularly in fostering a marriage rooted in Christ-centered principles. Moreover, Piper dives into the profound relationship between a believer's internal spiritual state and their outward behavior. He anchors his analysis in the Christian concept of identity transformation, being chosen, set apart, and loved by God through Christ. Piper disputes that this new God-centered identity is not just a theological concept, but should be a catalyst for tangible changes in behavior and attitude. Piper identifies three key inner conditions that are accentuated in the passage, compassionate hearts, kindness, and humility. He explains that these are not merely emotional states, but deep-seated spiritual conditions that stem from understanding and accepting God's love and election. Compassionate hearts, for instance, reflect a deep empathy and concern for others' well-being, mirroring the compassion of Christ. Kindness is seen as an active expression of love towards others, moving beyond mere feelings to positive action. Humility, in Piper's view, is a recognition of our place before God, acknowledging His greatness 
and our dependence on him. These inner conditions, according to Piper, naturally lead to outward behaviours that are in harmony with Christian values. He focuses on patience, tolerance and forgiveness as key behaviours that should flow from a Christian's identity. Patience is seen as endurance and long-suffering in the face of trials, tolerance as the ability to bear with one another's shortcomings, and forgiveness as a crucial aspect of Christian love, mirroring God's forgiveness of our sins. Piper's interpretation affirms the transformative power of the Christian faith. The understanding of being chosen and loved by God is not an abstract theological point, but a transformative force that should visibly alter how believers live. This transformation is manifested in the way Christians interact with others, characterized by acts of compassion, kindness, humility, patience, and forgiveness. It's a call to live out one's faith practically and visibly, demonstrating the life-altering impact of God's love on personal character and daily interactions. Furthermore, Piper digs into the profound transformation of the human spirit, from internal mercy to external kindness. He starts by dissecting the scripture, particularly verse 12, which juxtaposes compassionate hearts with kindness. Piper interprets compassionate hearts, literally rendered as bowels of mercy, as a metaphor for the deepest, most intrinsic aspect of human compassion. This is not just a fleeting emotion, but a fundamental condition of the human heart. Piper asserts that this inner condition of mercy is the fertile ground from which the visible and tangible fruit of kindness grows. He challenges both husbands and wives to deepen their relationship with Christ through the gospel. It is this deepening of faith that Piper sees as the key to becoming more merciful as individuals. This process of spiritual growth is not superficial. It involves a profound transformation of the inner self. Kindness, according to Piper, is the natural outward expression of this internal mercy. He acknowledges the struggle that lies in overcoming our inherent unmerciful tendencies. This battle, he suggests, is waged through faith and prayer, underpinned by the gospel. It's a process of being continually moved, broken and rebuilt by the realization of our status as chosen, holy and loved individuals. Piper's interpretation extends beyond mere personal transformation. It encompasses the way this transformation impacts relationships, particularly the marital bond. By rooting oneself deeply in faith and internal mercy, one's actions and reactions towards others, especially one's spouse, become inherently kinder and more compassionate. This paradigm shift is not just about personal salvation or individual morality, it is about fundamentally altering the way we interact with and treat those closest to us, fostering a relationship that is deeply rooted in divine love and mercy. In addition, Piper examines the concepts of humility and meekness, highlighting their pivotal role in Christian conduct and relationships, particularly in marriage. Piper explains that these verses instruct believers to put on virtues like compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, and meekness. He translates humility as an inner condition of lowliness and meekness, as its external manifestation in behavior and interactions with others. Piper indicates that humility, or inner lowliness, is the antithesis of pride. It's a state of heart that recognizes one's own limitations and dependency on God, leading to a greater appreciation and respect for others. This humility is not inherent, but is cultivated through a deep, faith-based relationship with Christ. By embracing the gospel and its teachings, 
both husbands and wives can develop a more humble and lowly heart. Meekness, as Piper explains, flows naturally from this humility. It's the practical expression of humility in one's actions and attitudes towards others, marked by gentleness, patience, and a preference for others' needs and well-being over one's own. In a marital context, Piper maintains that this meekness should be mutual, with both partners actively working to foster these qualities in their relationship. The struggle, according to Piper, lies in overcoming the pride and self-centeredness that are inherent in human nature. He encourages believers to engage in this spiritual battle through faith, using the tools of prayer and the teachings of the gospel. This process is underpinned by the understanding of being chosen, holy, and loved by God, which should inspire a sense of humility and a desire to serve others. Through this, Piper points out a transformative journey for believers, where deepening one's faith and understanding of God's love leads to profound changes in character and interactions, especially within the sacred bounds of marriage. Further, Piper reiterates the transition from internal long-suffering to external forbearance and forgiveness, framing it as a critical aspect of Christian behavior. He begins by delineating the virtues listed in the verse, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, categorizing patience or long-suffering as an essential internal condition that underpins the outward behaviors of forbearance and forgiveness. Piper translates patience as long-suffering, macrothumian, advocating for the development of a temperament resistant to quick anger, repeating slowness to anger, readiness to listen, and carefulness in speech. This interpretation aligns with James 1.19 and suggests a connection between internal virtues. Piper posits that compassion and humility naturally breed patience. A lack of these qualities, he argues, leads to a quick temper rooted in self-centeredness and pride. Extending his interpretation to practical Christian living, Piper specifically addresses husbands and wives, urging them to deepen their faith in Christ and the gospel. He believes this will cultivate mercy and humility, leading to increased patience in interpersonal dynamics. This focus on internal transformation underlines Piper's view that true Christian behavior stems from a changed heart. The commentary underscores the interconnectedness of these virtues, portraying a journey from internal change to external action. Piper implies that as compassion leads to kindness and humility leads to meekness, so too does patience naturally lead to forbearance and forgiveness. This perspective emphasizes the necessity of internal change as a precursor to visible external transformation, particularly in the context of Christian community and relationships. Piper's interpretation of these verses thus offers a holistic view of Christian virtue, linking the development of inner qualities to the expression of outward Christian love and understanding. Besides, Piper explores the concepts of forbearing and forgiving, particularly in the context of marriage. He accentuates that these are two distinct actions, firstly, bearing with one another, and secondly, forgiving each other in cases of complaints or grievances. Forbearing or enduring, as Piper explains, involves a deep level of patience and long-suffering towards others. This action is not merely about tolerating, but genuinely enduring with love and patience. Piper references Jesus' words in Luke 9.41, where Jesus endures a faithless generation, and Paul's attitude in 1 Corinthians 4.12, where he speaks of enduring persecution. 
This endurance is deeply rooted in the Christian concept of love, which is patient and enduring, as described in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, 8, where love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The second aspect for giving is about showing grace and kindness to those who have wronged us. Piper affirms the Greek word charizomenoi, which implies a generosity that goes beyond the expected, especially in the context of forgiveness. In this perspective, forgiveness is seen not as a mere relinquishment of retribution, but as an active choice to treat the offender better than they deserve. This interpretation of forgiveness is about not seeking justice in terms of retribution, but rather choosing to freely give good in return for evil, aligning with biblical teachings in 1 Corinthians 4.12, 1 Thessalonians 5.15, Matthew 5.44, and Luke 6.27. In the realm of marriage, these concepts take on a profound significance. Forbearing implies an enduring, patient love towards one's spouse, even in challenging situations. Forgiving, on the other hand, involves a grace-filled response to offences, choosing to treat the spouse with unmerited kindness and generosity. Piper's interpretation suggests that these actions are foundational to a Christian marriage, reflecting the deeper virtues of love, patience and grace that are central to Christian teachings. Additionally, Piper probes into the dual concepts of forgiveness and forbearance as essential elements for harmonious living whether in a church community or a marital relationship. He interprets Paul's words as a recognition that forgiveness and forbearance are not just desirable but crucial for sustaining relationships. Forgiveness, as Piper discusses, is an active decision not to hold a person's sins or annoying habits against them. It's a commitment to treat others kindly, regardless of their past actions or ongoing quirks that might be irritating. This aspect of forgiveness is pivotal in maintaining the harmony and love in any relationship, particularly in marriage, where close proximity often amplifies flaws and shortcomings. Forbearance goes hand in hand with forgiveness. Piper explains it as an internal acknowledgement of the fact that certain behaviours or habits of others do indeed bother us. It's the recognition that despite these annoyances, one chooses to endure and tolerate them. This is not about ignoring or glossing over issues, but about facing them with patience and understanding. Piper implies that true forbearance is an act of love, as it accepts the other person with all their imperfections. Also, Piper touches upon the unpredictability of life and relationships. He asserts that traditional wedding vows are designed to prepare couples for all potential eventualities in a marriage, from the best to the worst scenarios. These vows highlight a lifelong commitment under all circumstances, reflecting a deep understanding of life's unpredictable nature. At the core of Piper's message is the Christian belief in being chosen, holy, and loved by God. This belief forms the foundation of hope in relationships. Piper suggests that this hope, rooted in God's unwavering support and the transformative power of the gospel, is what enables individuals to grow into more forgiving and merciful beings. It's an affirmation that, in the light of divine love and grace, relationships can flourish even amidst challenges and changes. Last but not least, Piper likens a marital relationship to a lush, hopeful, grassy field. This field represents the initial beauty and joy couples see in each other and their future together. However, as the marriage progresses, inevitable challenges arise, symbolised by cow pies. 
These represent the various negative aspects such as sins, flaws, idiosyncrasies, weaknesses, and annoying habits present in each partner. Piper indicates that these challenges can often feel overwhelming, seemingly dominating the relationship. It's easy for couples to become fixated on these negative aspects, losing sight of the beauty and positivity that initially brought them together. To counter this, Piper introduces the concept of the compost pile. This is a metaphorical place where couples can shovel these negative elements. By acknowledging their presence and dealing with them constructively, couples can start to move past an exclusive focus on these issues. The act of dealing with these difficulties is not trivial. It requires patience, forgiveness, and a conscious effort to focus on the positive aspects of the relationship. Piper maintains the importance of not letting the relationship be defined by its challenges. Couples should strive to focus on and be thankful for the parts of their relationship that are untainted by problems, akin to choosing paths in the field that are free from cow pies. In this metaphor, the physical labour of shoveling and the dirtiness involved symbolise the effort and occasional discomfort involved in addressing relationship issues. However, Piper stresses that couples should not pitch their tent by the compost pile. Instead, they should visit it only when necessary, focusing the majority of their time and energy on the more pleasant parts of their relationship. This approach, according to Piper, reflects the grace that partners extend to each other, grounded in their status as chosen, holy and loved, echoing the sentiments of Colossians 3.12.19. Through this metaphor, Piper encourages couples to actively work on their relationship, balancing the management of negative aspects with a focus on the positive, thus nurturing a healthy, resilient marital bond. In conclusion, Piper presents a theological perspective that elevates marriage to a representation of the relationship between Christ and the Church. He points out that this analogy transforms marriage from a mere social contract into a divine manifestation of God's plan. For Piper, this perspective redefines marriage as a sacred, God-ordained union and positions it within the context of grace, mirroring the unconditional love found in Christ's relationship with the Church. Moreover, Piper contends that the foundation of a successful Christian marriage lies in the experience of divine grace. This grace, initially received from Christ, should be reflected in the interactions between spouses, promoting forgiveness and understanding. He suggests that such grace-based relationships can withstand challenges, transforming conflicts into opportunities for growth and the glorification of God. Furthermore, in discussing the temporary nature of earthly marriages, Piper reiterates their role as transient symbols of the eternal union between Christ and the Church. He suggests that while marriages end, their significance lies in pointing towards something everlasting. Piper personalizes this concept by referring to his father's remarriage, repeating the temporary nature of earthly unions in contrast to the eternal perspective. In addition, Piper delves into the transformative power of internalizing Christ's work and persona, urging believers to embrace being chosen, holy and loved by God. This deep understanding is pivotal in fostering a marriage rooted in mutual understanding, forbearance and forgiveness. Further, Piper addresses the practical aspects of marriage, such as dealing with conflicts and the concept of redemptive separation, which is aimed at healing and potential reconciliation. He acknowledges the struggles in marriage, advocating for a biblical pattern of practicing forbearance and forgiveness rooted in grace. 
overall Piper's interpretation of Colossians 3.12, 19 frames marriage as an institution deeply interwoven with Christian grace, urging couples to base their relationships on forgiveness, understanding and selfless love, reflecting the grace found in the teachings of the Bible.